0: to another episode of The Final Draft, the show where we pair our favorite content of the week with our favorite beer of the week. My name is Dylan Schultz. And I'm Matt Boswell.
1: Hi, Matt. This week, we are going to be talking a lot about Star Wars, as you probably figured out from the intro. But first, I want to talk about the hot new TV show gracing the airways this week, The Bachelorette. Oh. Dylan, are you hot on The Bachelorette? We didn't plan
0: this. Um, I am not in the slightest. Have I, you watched any of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I don't think so. I've seen, like, the highlights on whoever shows highlights of that. Okay. So real quick, not my speed real quick.
1: Spoiler alert. If you're a fan of the bachelorette fast forward two minutes,
0: oh, two man. minutes.
1: Um, okay. So last year, Shelby got me hooked. My fiance got me hooked on the bachelor. So it pretty much alternates bachelor, bachelor, mm-hmm. bachelor, bachelorette. So I followed from that onto the bachelorette. Essentially. It's usually the runner up. I think of either show becomes the bachelor or the bachelorette. And this year, the bachelor is insane because she was selected to get married to the bachelor. And there was an episode of the show, the last episode of the show. The bachelor went over to her house and said, "Hey, never mind. I don't want to get married anymore. In fact, I want to get married to the runner-up." I changed oh, my no. mind on air, and she was like, "Are you kidding me?" What? It was just in tears.
0: Yeah. Was, so here's the I assume that this show is mostly scripted like i feel like these decisions are made so, beforehand. did he go rogue so a lot of the stuff is like
1: who is going to like obviously they they key on key, key in on the most dramatic people it's like are mm-hmm. you gonna you know maybe he doesn't like you at all but you're gonna get airtime. Mm-hmm. um so they focus on that sure but this was really like for them he ratings. thought this was the real person the right one for her for him but then he at the last minute called an audible and was like nope Oh no! It's was, it was brutal. So she's the Bachelorette now. The the girl Damn. who he was originally engaged to.
0: That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if this original candidate was like a good person or whatever, but you but at she least she seemed great. You at least know great. that she like in her mind was ready for that money. Yeah, like she exactly. and she thought no. that she was getting yeah. it for sure. That's wild. And, and
1: after eight weeks or however it is, you really do create a bond with that person. Man, and so anyways, she's the Bachelorette. Um, Should we? Trying to get on this show. And now the Bachelorette has begun. Spoiler alerts. And the guy who, when they announced the contestants about three weeks ago, I saw one guy, Joe, the grocery store owner, and I was like, oh, that's the dude. Oh, man. He's going to win it all. <laughs> Ooh, he's and
0: got a great smile.
1: He got voted off episode one. Man. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this guy is definitely. He was too like, pretty. He was too
0: plain. No, sure. he was,
1: I mean, man, he was the guy. And, uh, and she did not think so, which I can respect that. Um, but it was a bummer. I will tell you, though, so going into it, he was my favorite. He was a guy who thought I thought was going to win. My number two guy is uh, Camille, whose job listed is social media participant. And if that <laughs> just doesn't give hope to everybody, I mean, I'm a social media participant. I'm on all the airwaves. But uh, Bachelorette, it's, it's going to be a good run this year. You know, Becca is great. Um, I'm excited to watch it.
0: Well, um, in television also, we've got Arrested Development Season 5 coming up. I'm excited for that. Yes, me too. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. I I assume that we'll kind of dive into it next week. But um, I just rewatched, or I should say, checked out the recut of Season 4, Fateful Consequences. I watched half of it. Yeah, we're almost done with it. Um, I will say from a narrative standpoint so much better it works like so much, much better, better. Yeah, it like, works so much better i mean That's it's almost like what were
1: they thinking see, yeah the seeing
0: cut. the original t- cut tarantino style like the first time around i was like oh this is pretty good um but it just totally lost me and like i had no idea what was going on really and it just seemed like mixed up for no reason yeah and after a couple of times through i was like okay well this is a really good season but it didn't uh, kick yeah. off like season so three you watch did, did, season the season multiple
1: times yes yeah, so i watched season yeah. four like
0: Probably two and a half times, I want Ugh, to say. Okay. Um, just background yeah. stuff, you know, like Board of the Office and, I got you. you know, just whatever over the past, because that, that came out, what? Board of the Office. Two, two years, three ago, years three ago. Three years ago, or three yeah. Years, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kicked it off. This Cinco de Cuatro we uh, started. Um, and, yeah, so we are primed and ready for season five. And uh, speaking of Ron Howard. Wait, before we get into the juice. Yeah, that's okay. Good point. Yeah, I yeah. do
1: want to just bring up real quick mm-hmm. a store that I have. Uh, uh, so there's tons of stores out there where you can be like, "Oh, I don't want to support them because X or Y or Z." Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, you know you can obviously not want to support Walmart or not want to support pick any any major store and you can find a reason to not want to support totally. them. The only one that I really do actively not support is Urban Outfitters.
0: Oh, okay. How come? Um, so I mean, the, I don't the really. Biggest like, uh, because, I don't yeah, so the biggest reason is because purpose. I just don't shop there. Yeah. So the
1: biggest reason is because. There are independent artists where Urban Outfitters will take their designs oh, and then sell yeah, them with without trending the, the and yeah, stuff like that. They won't credit the artist, yeah, and that really bothers me. Um, but I have a new reason to not support Urban Outfitters, mm-hmm. and that's because they are trying to bring Crocs back. Okay. Urban Outfitters is now selling Crocs. They're trying to make it high fashion. It's high fashion. Oh, that sucks. And it's that sucks. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So I I I understand the book of this episode is going to be Star Wars. I did want to bring up though. <laughs> Urban Outfitters,
0: stop it! <laughs> okay, stop it. We don't need Crocs back. So speaking of Ron Howard, okay, um, there you go. Both the narrator of Arrested Development and the director of Solo: A Star Wars Story. That's it, Star Wars story. Yeah, okay, nailed Solo it. Solo: Star Wars story. Got it. Nailed it. Um, we watched. Uh, we finally checked out a six-year-old show. Um, I think tenure. I think show. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which is something that the I of like a little bit of, but never really watched because uh, around the time that that came out, I mean, I was not in Disney mode. I was yeah, fir- I was firmly so, a teenager, and, and I wrote other this things. down a little
1: bit. Um, when the Clone Wars came out in 2008, I had a couple friends in, in you know my my group of friends I ran with in high school. We were nicknamed the Nerd Herd. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I had friends with a lot of people, but the the group I really hung with were, were the Nerd Herd. And I had people in my friend group who were very, very into Star Wars. Is this they who were, you started playing D&D with? Correct. But we okay. started, actually, with the Star Wars role-playing game. Oh, interesting. And I played as Telfair, the uh, the pilot, the rogue pilot. Oh, But, however, um, sounds awesome. so we were... They I had a group of friends who were super into the show Mm. and they they swore by it. They they said it was amazing. I have heard exactly Um, the same thing. I watched a couple episodes with them. I hung in the background because with Star Wars I've always enjoyed them, but I never was a fanatic with Star Wars. You know and um, even now I've seen every Star Wars movie. I I see, you know, the new trilogy, uh Force Awakens, The Last Jedi mm -hmm. as soon as they come out. mm -hmm. Rogue One as soon as it came out. And I enjoy them. I just am not a fanatic, you know, in the way that I am with the Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm not going out and finding canon gracing the 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 monitors in
0: my studio. I'm I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. Yeah, absolutely. You have Um, your Tie Fighter and your X Wing in there. Yeah, and I have I've always been a massive fan. They were the First movies that I remember seeing in the theater uh, was the original trilogy. Whenever they re-released them yeah. in like nineteen ninety eight yeah. or something like that, um,
1: I th- feel like the way that you are with Star Wars is probably very similar to how how I am with Lord of the Rings.
0: Okay, fair enough. With yeah. really, how we've, well got just, we've got just we a got couple of years between us. Like two thousand one
1: is when Fellowship. Yeah, came out. yeah,
0: yeah. And you would have probably been about the age that I was yeah. whenever I saw yeah, so the correct. recut of Star Wars in the theater. So I, um, I never checked out uh, Attack of the Clones because I grew up in a house without. Television, Like, we just had, like, an antenna. So I had, like, VHS Will and fortune. DVDs and yeah. stuff like that and PBS and, yeah. Um, so my experience was, you know, all through having the tapes um, and the DVDs. Um, and so I have, like, a favorite uh, home release cut with the right amount of VFX before they made certain changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's – I mean, you could go into, into all kinds of detail about it, but um, I'm much more – rooted in the films and a couple of the books but um so you did read some of the, a couple the but books. they they deviated there that's officially there was a time period where the where the book series was part of the canon and they deviated away from that um okay. after uh force awakens okay, came so out I was that was say, kind of like an official I'm under the point.
1: impression that a lot of the extended universe eu it from the books is canonical
0: it is okay. it, it is and it was. and they they've deviated a bit. Since so there's a then. couple things they've kind of exactly. pushed away. And said. so anything pertaining to the old Republic and yeah. any of the lore that builds the universe is still pretty firmly, you know, rooted and and still stands. Um but once you get beyond return of the Jedi uh, is where the the you kind of split, split the hairs, okay. and, and it becomes so, so a different did you story.
1: real quick off topic. Did you ever play Nights of the Republic? Yes. Oh, because yeah, I will Both say
0: – I, I love those games. Absolutely. And, and that's why so I like that's, BioWare stands as my favorite yeah, game exactly. production that's company. That's really so.
1: almost like baseline for what a uh, choice-based, uh, morality-based RPG should be. And I think it does such an amazing job of establishing a baseline prior to – the the prequels the, and, and yeah. that storyline. And, um, and I, I think, think that's that, a great
0: way to, to dive into that lore without having to like read a lot Absolutely, if yeah. you just want to get mostly and familiar. And so
1: that's a huge thing with KOTOR and the Clone Wars is there's so much source material and there's so much world there to build off of. Mm-hmm. Um, KOTOR obviously does such a great job establishing characters and building relationships with characters. And I think from what I've seen of the Clone Wars TV show, it does do a really fantastic job of establishing these characters. Obviously, there's tons of Jedis in the world at this point totally. that don't get touched on in Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Return of the Jedi. You know, seeing him work with his his Padawan in these episodes, it really does build another layer. And, yeah. and the thing with Star Wars is it's so focused on characterization. And that's kind of where Solo falls short a little bit um, is that the characterization and and really
0: connecting with these characters is so key. Yeah, the cool thing about Clone Wars, um, I I plan on watching all of it. I also want to watch Star Wars in Rebels deep. in full. I and am deep right now, and I, from what I hear, I've only seen uh, a couple of episodes, and I'm not totally impressed yet, just because it seemed, you know, you can tell the audience that they were trying to rope in right out of the gate. But from what I understand, is after about eight ish episodes is when it really kicks into high gear and starts becoming a legitimized star wars universe like piece of content that belongs wholly in that and is not the holiday special and the fact that you
1: get six seasons of you know 30 40 minute episodes it's it's impressive you know that's what you want out of star wars is i mean i remember watching you know force awakens or last jedi Mm -hmm. and being like Mm -hmm. You know, I could do another two hours of this. Yeah. And it's just so easy to get caught up in that universe that a, a TV series makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's – something is so cool, especially you think about in 2008. The animation for the show is, is just so neat and it yeah. makes sense yeah. with
0: – I like the character
1: stylization. Yeah, exactly. And you think of the prequels and everything and some of that real – awkward CGI that happened mm-hmm. in some of those, those shows, you avoid that totally with making an animated show. Yeah, right. It, right, Because it, it, it's all
0: cohesive because exactly. it all belongs in the so same the, visual space. Uh,
1: the, the combat sequences are, are awesome and fluid yeah. and very cool, unlike some of the
0: the parts of the prequels where it's just awkward and kind of disjointed. That's what I liked about uh, what I've seen of Star Wars Rebels uh, in the, not the physical combat, but in the uh, space combat. Um, and I'm sure... Uh, Clone Wars probably mm-hmm. goes into that as well yeah. but I've just seen really small little bits of each one but the thing I keep hearing is that A, the show is magnificent and there are tons of adult fans and um, deep, I would say new gen Star Wars fans which is um, huge, for, who, yeah. who really appreciate and really consider it a good piece of material um, that's worthy of being included in the greater universe and um, that it also really helps to, despite all of the prequels problems and shortcomings or whatever you want to call them that people get all torn up about it helps to legitimize that world building that episodes one through three did for the Star Wars universe and helps to um, you know just make it seem like it belongs and 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 that you might not be so inclined to just cut out the first three episodes you have all these elitists who are you know the original trilogy is the only trilogy and that's all that matters and I'm a big fan of the greater Star Wars universe and I just want to take as much of it in as possible. So
1: that kind of makes me bring up two questions. Um first of which with that is obviously there's a lot of people that hate on the prequel trilogy, um Phantom Menace, The Attack of the Clones and and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um what do you think makes those prequels so bad? I mean, the two things I came up with were Hayden Christensen. There's mm-hmm. obviously a lot of problems with that acting performance and then the idea of totally backwashing or throwing away the idea of the Force by introducing midichlorians. Yeah. um, Where it's like some things don't need explanations, but you're going to throw in this whole quote-unquote scientific thing with midichlorians.
0: So I think that the midichlorians thing was an experiment gone wrong. And I also think that it was the only way that they could think of to convincingly write the segue from Qui-Gon... Uh, and obi-wan introducing anakin into their sphere and justify it to the jedi order but yeah i I think that it was in 1999 man how many years would that have been 13 years between episode six and episode one correct um that was like at the time it didn't seem so bad I think once we got through the prequels and a little bit more into this new Star Wars obsession, that is like not just underground culture, but it's pop culture. Um, all these people are coming out of the woodwork who just want to critique it, and you know, and, and all this stuff. I have never had a tremendous problem with midi Chlorines. Yeah, it, it sucked, but like, it's just get over it <laughs> i don't know it was really all i could yeah. think of like if you don't do what do what they did in writing and just pretend like nobody ever mentioned it and everything's fine <laughs> and know. um you know i think it was just a good plot device for the 15 minutes that they needed to justify to the jedi order take this aspect of uh a kid who's way too old to be a fresh padawan and then what that does developmentally <laughs> yeah. to turn them into somebody who might succumb to the dark side yeah. so there's just like you know they they were they were unfolding a lot. They were writing and building a lot whenever they oh. wrote Minichlorians. Yeah, and didn't know exactly. what it was going to turn into. And, and the
1: world was already so established, and there was so much expectation going into it.
0: I understand the the heat of it, but but I think to answer your question, the biggest reason why I think people like to downplay the prequels is because mainly they're remembering Attack of the Clones <laughs> because it, it, all things considered, that is, yeah. I think Phantom Menace is a pretty fine movie and it's the one that I'm the most nostalgic for. Maybe that's an age thing but like... Wow, well, I can't wait to hear your ranking. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I know half the movie's trash but like the serious half okay. of it okay. is like killer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And is some really I think
1: Darth Maul is one of the greatest villains. Oh, most Absolutely. definitely. And
0: yeah. I, th- I think that any scene that has to do with Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon uh, not Talking with the rest of the world <laughs> and and Darth Maul Jar Jar. all. Jar Jar yeah. I'm basically trying to step around the fact that yeah, I think that Jar Jar is. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, Darth Maul, all the scenes. It almost looks like. Funny that we're going to talk about a Star Wars movie made by two different directors, but it looks like a movie that was made by two different directors. There was the team who wrote the very the shit that like people who care about Star Wars care about, and then there was the Disney side of or the Lucas the Lucas who were about to go into acquisition. Who were like, "Hey, we need to make toys about this." That's really how Solo feels. Oh, totally. And you bring
1: up this point before we go to our break. You know, you bring up this point of with the TV show, the Clone Wars, which I absolutely recommend to to anybody interested in Star Wars in any way. it's something that it's difficult to pitch as the entrance point you know mm-hmm. it's I, I recommend to anybody who's interested in Star Wars if someone who's never seen a Star Wars show I don't know if I would or Star Wars movie I don't know if I would recommend the TV show The Clone Wars Yeah, where it's kind of the same thing here with, with Solo. Solo and this could be I a cliffhanger here I think all those Solo is good though. if if you have that nostalgia totally. to jump in I think you could jump into Rogue One yeah I yeah. think you could jump into The Force Awakens
0: yeah um, I don't think you can jump into something. Well, those things, in my mind, all belong together as Extended Universe as their build. You know, like, you don't need to watch any of the Extended Universe to appreciate the main plot line. Yeah. You could watch the three trilogies, um, provided that that's the way that this goes. You can do it chronological style. Yeah. Machete style. You can do, yeah. you can do any style. of that stuff. Yeah. Um, the most recent time I did it was Machete Order, yeah. and I, I recommend that, um, if, if it's not your first time. If it's your first time, do it in, in chronological release. You think chronological
1: or, over four, five six, Release three.
0: order. I, I I think to go to go release order is pretty important because i think that the prequels don't make sense if you don't know what inspired them
1: i do think machete order makes a ton of sense because without realizing it episode six empire strikes back does resolve a lot of plot issues with two and three
0: yeah, yeah.
1: but but absolutely i mean i think i think four five six one two three still absolutely works. most definitely
0: so. I, th- I think that your very 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 first time for anybody who's listening, who is trying to introduce people to this, just get it to them four, five, six, and one, two, three. Four five
1: are the most digestible, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
0: So, and and be. then any time after that, I would probably never watch it in release order again. The first time I would watch it in release order, and then the next time yeah. I would do Machete order because that's yeah, the yeah, I it's, haven't watched it chronological, right
1: and it's interesting to do it that way. But For those of but you who don't
0: know, it. Machete order is um, it's four, five, one, two, three, six. And oh you know wait, what? actually, I'm sorry. it's one. Four, there's it's, no one. There's no it's one. Four, one. It's four, five, two, three, six. Two, three, six yeah, uh, and then seven, eight. In order to but, kind yeah. of take the the jump off point of you know introducing Anakin Skywalker as uh, Luke's father yeah, unfortunately, and then showing Anakin's is, backstory at the same age that Luke unfortunately,
1: is. Unfortunately one is very unnecessary
0: yeah, so. yeah one is completely unnecessary in the grand scheme of the universe but I still like it
1: yeah, that's fair So that's fair.
0: and now it is kind of necessary and but, with the, the mentality of nostalgia I'll say this know, one could be considered an extended universe movie it belongs okay. in the. this uh, alone. It it belongs in the Rogue One solo w- in the a Star Wars story. Okay. universe. Anakin Sti- I'm, Skywalker, a Star Wars story. I'm gonna go ahead and go on record as saying that. Okay. I think that that's appropriate. Cool. So I
1: think that's a good time for us to take our first break. So we'll be back in a minute to talk about our beer of the week, and we will be talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. Just a heads up: the rest of this episode will have some spoilers. So if you're not seen Solo yet, just a heads up. <laughs> And welcome back to the final draft. Uh, this episode, we are going to be pairing Star Wars The Clone Wars and Solo A Star Wars Story with Elysian Space Dust IPA. Uh, Space Dust IPA is the, uh, described as the hopping as pure glow energy with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. Uh, it's a 8.2%, and you can definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Space Dust is. <laughs> uh, you were you were talking last episode about Bell's Two Hearted is is really a sort of go-to IPA for you. Yeah. I think Space Dust is a little more drinkable. Oh, it's more approachable. Um, yeah, there's for sure. uh, less yeah.
0: that pine flavor. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But. Boy, until I read that it was 8.2, it never came across to me that it was that strong. Yeah, of a, it's very a beer. It,
0: And it doesn't taste overly alcoholic, which no, I think is cool. It, which is and huge like, for an IPA to, to been, hit that line. I've been drinking Space Test for a long time. I don't know if I've been drinking it like pre ABN Bev acquisition, but nonetheless, like two days ago, I, had to, I got to drink it straight from the utter so to speak Ooh, when it at anheuser-busch um and uh yeah i don't know it's a cool beer they've they've acquired a lot of brands recently they've they've i mean they have goose island they yeah have, like, absolutely and those are definitely they're establishing quality uh, uh, mac, you know micro on yeah. macro like yeah. you know brew type stuff so i appreciate that i mean i don't know back in the day i used to be really adverse to any ABM Bev or you know anything like that? Of course. But yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's if it's good, it's good. It's a respectable you know, dynasty yeah. that they're running. They haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. They turned this whole city around 200 years ago. And yeah. Like, no. It's I mean, been it's obviously it's, the biggest it's tight, pull like, oh, for St. Louis I'll party.
1: Um. So Elysian has or Space Dust has a very good taste on the front. It's really bright. It's very uh, you know. There's a lot of herb to it. A little bit of that pine taste that we got from. Bell's two hearted. Um, and then the very end of it is kind of that kick, kinda of tents your teeth up. And and that's that's a nice little thing, you know, to to force you to not chug it to really take your time and enjoy it. So Space Dust, it's it's a great beer. Check it out. alesian A B and Bev. Uh if you wanna send us some more stuff, yeah. We won't say no. Yeah, definitely not. Um so before we get into solo um, a couple points to touch on real quick. Uh, we were really kind of debating back and forth whether or not to talk about an album this week, um, and it's it's a tough decision, you know, to decide to not do a record because mm-hmm. it's so in our our blood. Um, we talked about doing Star Wars by Wilco. Um, it's a record that came out two or three years ago. If you have not listened to it yet, um, it is a very bizarre rock record, um, but one that I absolutely recommend. Um, obviously Wilco is fronted by Jeff Tweedy, sort of an icon now with all country Um, so check that out and additionally um, another thing that I want to bring attention to is the other night I watched for the first time on Amazon Video uh, the live concert footage slash um, documentary for LCD Sound System called Shut Up and Play Shut the Hits. Shut Up and Play the Hits, dude. Um, yeah. Have you seen check it? That. No, dude. So, but
0: I, I am standing by after three years the fact that the, uh, seeing LCD Sound System is the coolest set absolutely. I have ever sure. seen live ever And I've not in seen it live. Life.
1: So, I've seen a lot of cool uh, shit. I think that, the, <laughs> absolute, that was the, coolest. the absolute pinnacle for live concert footage Is uh, the Talking Heads their their live DVD? Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the those two bands belong
0: together, man. But
1: yeah, absolutely. So so the Talking Heads they have the the absolute pinnacle for 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 a live concert video, and I watched on YouTube the the video LCD. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say stop making sense, but I don't think that's what it's called. Um, But I watched on YouTube from this LCD sound system video the uh, footage of them playing North American Scum with the Arcade Fire as their backing band. And I I watched it. I was like, wow, this is freaking awesome. I need to watch the rest of the DVD. So Hmm. thankfully, it's on Amazon Video. And for anyone who is a fan of real chaotic rock music, I wouldn't even say if you're a fan of, you know, if you've never heard of LCD Sound System, I am a fan of them, but I'm not super familiar with their their catalog. Um, And I... I love this video, you know, yeah. and I, I, I really love the talking heads and I love their concert footage. Um, so if you love really chaotic, energetic dance around music, check out, uh, shut up and play the hits by LCD sound system. But enough of that, um, the reason you guys have kind of tuned in, let's talk solo. Once again, uh, there are, will be spoilers for solo star Wars Story. So if you've not seen it and you are concerned about spoilers, um, this is your heads up right now.
0: So as we were talking about um the Clone Wars earlier that obviously picks up right when Attack of the Clones um kicks off. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. the t- it's the time between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, really even before Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right sure, sure. The general but of it's, stuff. it's in that age yeah. range yeah. Of, of Anakin. Attack of the Clones is probably the worst unanimously considered the worst star wars film in in the franchise and attack of the clones and solo have both had sub hundred million dollar opening weekends i think probably say a lot about like where you know this aspect of the franchise is going and that both attack of the clones obviously needed a follow-up and that solo is kind of setting itself up for sequel material Boy, or expanded. Another. I, I I also hope so. Like, I don't really want another solo, yeah. but the way that it's setting itself up, there's got to be more material in the solo sub-universe.
1: As much as I don't want a sequel to this, it's even worse that there's not because to establish these characters. The issue with these one-off stories, such as Rogue One and Solo, is you know going in who survives, who dies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Woody Harrelson's character survived, we would have heard about him. You know, obviously, we've heard about Lando, so he survives. We've heard about Chewbacca, Chewbacca survives. Where there's these characters that have come out of nowhere, such as Kira, um, played absolutely excellently by Amelia Car- Clark. Um, mm-hmm. We have not heard of her, so it would make sense for her to die off. However, she does not die off. Um, and she establishes a connection with Darth Maul, a character that we thought died off except for in the clone wars was shown to be brought back. And the problem is Alden Enric is not strong enough to carry a film by himself. It's, and, and and it's well established. There were multiple acting coaches And the problem of this movie is you can kind of tell where those acting coaches came in. Yeah. And some people were telling him different things. Um, and the production company had the right idea by, Surrounding Alden with strong actors. You think Woody Harrelson, you think Donald Glover, you think Emily
0: Clark, um, but
1: it makes him seem worse. Yeah.
0: Solo is very interesting in that it takes us uh, – it, it realigns us with the greater timeline of the Star Wars universe that we're kind of being forced to accept and is one why I want to split – um, Phantom Menace off into its own a Star Wars story like thing. It's not part of the main plot vein and not necessary to the main story. Yeah, but pod racing, bro. <laughs> but it and, and, and in that same way, it aligns itself with Solo in that um the main villain, as we'll come to find, is is under the direct orders of none other than Darth Maul. And um so it's it's strange because this movie is like demanding to open itself up to be a franchise but it complicates things so much because of the way that it diminishes the depth of the character of han solo yeah absolutely i I think it's really disingenuous to the character of han solo which is unfortunate because it's his namesake movie
1: yeah and it's tough to you know put anybody up against harrison ford because harrison ford really is a fantastic actor who's established himself through star Wars, through Indiana Jones, through blade runner. And there's, you know, the attitude he brings to Han Solo is so cool and collected, Mm -hmm. but still there's a lot of layers there. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, Alden really doesn't hit on that. And, um, not only is the actual characterization, not quite there. Um, I think that the casting from a visual perspective didn't pay off because I don't think Alden looks like a young Harrison Ford. There were multiple times I was pulled out of the moment because I think he looks like the perfect combination of Brendan Fraser and Brad Pitt. (laughs) And it really messed me up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he – I'll still – Slam what I you know, even after seeing this movie, I think that they picked the very worst moments to show in the trailer for this movie that you could possibly pick. I think going into this, um watching the trailer, I was already calling this a bad movie, having never even seen it. Like yeah, the trailer did not lend itself to a great movie. and and, and it and,
1: didn't really exemplify these strong parts, which are Woody Harrelson, and Amelia Clark. yeah,
0: and, the post acting coach moments of Alden Merrick because I did think- there are some pretty like there are some great scenes that he has but they're so contrasted to his really rough scenes this movie is plagued by many production issues probably the worst being that um it had two directors yeah the and first set of directors did not turn out a great product and uh, didn't pull the best performances out of the cast. There was a changeover moment where they kept this movie in the green light and um, hired acting coaches for Alden Enrich to help him bring his character a little bit more to life, and uh, recruited Ron Howard to put some polish on. Which this is a turd. Point. Someone which, who's very competent with the oh, Star Wars uniform verse
1: but- and has has shown. A lot of strong abilities I with I think this is
0: just this. another great example of the fact that you can't polish a turd. No, when it's bad, it's bad. It, when it's bad, it's bad. And they, they made some great moves. They reshot a lot of scenes. In my opinion, they should have taken six months longer and reshot anything that they had done previously. And there was so much content left over from the previous regime so to speak that made it into the final cut of the movie and it looks like two different movies and that's the problem with this it's so obvious that there were two completely different versions of this movie
1: one bad bit i want to bring up before i do bring up two good bits the bad bit is how unnecessary and absolutely cringy and i understand to an extent star wars movies will have Amount of cringy childish humor, sure. Um, but or just really cheesy the, stuff. The bit where Han is given his namesake, where he, he shows up alone to the military recruiting and he says, My name is Han. Well, what family are you from? Uh, I'm alone. Okay, your name is Han Solo. <laughs> I do want to point out real quick, they
0: could have just cut that scene completely. Yeah, we don't need to know, even better than that, we don't need to know my, about his name. His name just been
1: Solo. Our good friend Josh Cole. Throughout the perfect tweet. Han stands alone at a party. Kira approaches. Hey there, flyboy. You come here with anyone? No, Han replies. I came here. They both look down at their red drink cups. Solo. Solo, <laughs> huh? That's a good word. You should make that your last name. <laughs> and that's very good. And that's on an point with when Han turns to Chewbacca and he's like, Chewbacca, that's too long of a name. We're gonna need a nickname for you. And everyone in the crowd is like yeah, yeah, that's chewy. <laughs> and,
0: and he's God, like, "I'm not saying that every time. We don't need that. We I, don't need that." I will say though, that stop pandering. The meeting of Han and chewbacca it was, was one of the coolest yeah, scenes I've absolutely. ever seen because good, I didn't see that coming. No, even though they were really. like, "We're going to feed him to the beast. That's and so like all that stuff, I was—I was like, "No, yeah, like, I, I don't know." So and then, the yeah, two, that was so, it was two very, tight.
1: very good, nice parts that I will point out. One, Woody Harrelson's mustache. Very yeah. good. Two. Yep. Donald Glover's Lando. Please, instead of Hustle to give us Lando. Yeah, I he did. was so good. I, would, I had
0: high expectations. I would like a Lando Calrissian film, and I think that Donald Glover has done a great job to, um, you know, prove himself worthy of the role. Uh, there's some complaint that he overacted, but I mean, Billy he du- almost had to. With- but I mean, Billy Dee Williams overacted. Yeah, that's true. And he, you know, I mean, it's yeah. He he had a lot to. He was trying to spark up a, a dead candle yeah. so to speak so um but nonetheless everybody was making him out to be like the second coming and it was just, like he was just pretty damn good yeah he wasn't the saving he wasn't grace to save this movie. he didn't save the movie no. um and but it was a lot of people, I, would
1: lo- I would watch a lando movie
0: and a lot of people were knocking down alden enric and he was just like fine like he was fine he was not that Bad. He was bad, but he wasn't that bad. He wasn't worse than the movie, and he didn't make the movie bad. The movie was just bad, and he was just whatever. And he happened to be the consequence of exactly. The bad news. And like, it's just a movie that didn't exactly need to exist. Um, I think that some of the world building stuff was pretty cool. I thought that the train robbing scene, which is a classic cowboy thing for a space cowboy to do, was a really cool scene. Um, but ultimately, I thought the movie was kind of lifeless. Yeah, and it was it was disappointing. In the grand scheme of things, so I mean, considering that this and Attack of the Clones, the other worst Star Wars movie, were the only two to premiere under a hundred million dollars in opening weekend, especially on an opening holiday weekend, which was a four day weekend, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to hear your list. Well, and so and we'll I was gonna go, say I think we'll go one at a time, starting with number one.
0: So in in my list, it's not at the very bottom, but so start I, with number one. I, I, Your very I, best. My very best is Empire. Mine is Empire, and I think that I, I'm gonna. I'll do mine, and then you do yours. But I think that Empire is. While I'm a sucker for origin stories, and A New Hope was was way up there. I think Empire is the pinnacle. Of peak Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars peaked at yeah. Empire.
1: Empire is the Return of the King of Lord of the Rings, which is you know Lord yeah. of the the last one. Yes, yes. no, but, but still, but though, yeah, I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the best. It's the best. It's it's, the best it's, picture. It's the yeah.
0: moment. It's when things feel spectacular, yeah. so, and so anyway, you're number two. I'm going with so number one's Empire. Number two is a new hope because number I'm a sucker two for a, me sucker for. Is a new hope. Yeah, I'm a sucker for an origin story, yep. and I think a new hope is a really fantastic. I mean, it changed the world. It's a movie that changed the world, and that's why I would argue that it may be considerable for number one, but it's number two uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, it's the Empire best. Is, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so
1: we might break up here. Your yeah. number three. No,
0: my my top three are the are the trilogy. So I've got okay, Empire, A New Hope, and then Return of the Jedi. My number three, The Force Awakens. Okay, I can I can argue that my number th- my number four is Rogue One. Wow. So, so Force Awakens, I had such high
1: expectations despite how disappointed I was in the the prequel trilogy. Um, the Force Awakens, I had really high expectations for. They not only met my expectations with the performances of characters like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and, and uh, Adam Driver. Um, it was so well-written and it felt so... Comfortable, yeah. Being you know, being reintroduced to this, it's like when you watch uh, Harry Potter episode five, or when when Harry Potter the cursed child came out, and you're reintroduced to this world.
0: It was so warming and it was so impressive. And I, that's why right after Rogue One, Force Awakens is is okay, my so number five. You, so you did.
1: Um, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Rogue Rogue One, one, and then then Force Force Awakens. Awakens. And the
0: reason that I switched those two up is because I had been – as everybody in the world was anticipating Force Awakens, I think that it did – a ton for world building. I think that it did so much to reinvigorate this franchise, but it was literally a rewriting of *A New Hope* as far as the way That's that the fair. plot plan- the plot was, panned yeah. out. It was a little bit too much fan service, and um, there were some characters that I didn't agree with, and and it had this overly saturated kind of fantastical feel the pr- mean, that reminded you me you of, mean of the prequels. No, but Cephasma's fine. (laughs) I mean the lady with the goggles who was holding the lightsaber in store. Anyway, there was just a lot about it that was a a lot – it's very contrived. So my
1: five real quick, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi is my number four, Rogue One is my number
0: five. Okay. So you're number six. So the reason that that, uh, I just want to cover my justification for Rogue One being my number four really quick, I – there are a lot of people who shit on this movie and I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. I think it's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. It was, that's some the thing of, some for me is that Ro- Rogue, One, Rogue One got me so hyped. And the thing it got with me Mad Max Fury Road. So hyped, the thing which with Rogue takes One a lot. is these
1: are all completely brand new characters. You cannot establish the characters. You yeah. don't have two you movies know to establish these characters. With- and there was so much quality characterization where you really connected with them by the yes. end.
0: And here's the it's thing, fantastic. it's not main plot vein, it's a Star Wars story. It's not necessary, but I think that it absolutely crushed in the story that it told. And that's what set me up for solo. Because if you're gonna take something that is a Star Wars story and start off with Rogue One and then you end up where we end up. Bar. It's yeah. like yeah, it's a it's a lot to have to compete okay, with. So I, I think Rogue One is Tight as hell, and I will back it for You're number six. Then I hit The Last Jedi. Last Jedi for me yeah, as well. Yeah, so immediately yep. just Force Awakens, Last Jedi. And then I go Phantom Menace as my favorite uh, Ooh, prequel.
1: Very brutal. Number seven is Revenge of the Sith for me.
0: Um. So I go Phantom Menace and then Solo. I go Solo for number eight. And then I go Revenge of the Sith, and then I go Attack of the Clones.
1: Number nine is Clone Wars, and then Phantom Menace. And then you're number 11? I I am
0: oh uh, holiday special A holiday special <laughs> <laughs> very. Bad. I'm glad that we both did that. That's very awesome. Bad. I would probably swap. I could easily swap solo with Revenge of the Sith. I could go Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, Attack. So I think Phantom but...
1: Menace is so bad and so unnecessary. And you you've kind of established fin- why fin- you Miss think is, it's good. is like
0: pretty. It, it's it's fine. It's it's fine. And I, I think that I if, definitely understand. Uh, but it doesn't need to exist. It just does not need to exist. I
1: definitely understand *Attack of the Clones* being the worst, um, but you know the *Phantom Menace* not needing to exist is is what's yeah. the big for me. And but, that's
0: why it's a Star Wars story. But, you don't need it. So there but you it's go. There.
1: Solo. If you're a Star Wars fan, uh, you might as well see it. But you're gonna be okay if you don't see it. And you look forward. Is the new trilogy movie coming out this winter or next winter?
0: I don't know. I think it's I this also, winter. Which is kind of crazy. I almost don't believe. Uh, not that i don't believe you i just can't believe that they would try to do that if that's yeah, what they're trying absolutely. to do like um, that's but yeah.
1: solo a star wars story is totally fine it's just uh, fine yeah it's, it's fine. not gonna be the worst thing you see I don't have high hopes yeah um listen to daytona by push a t yeah watch clone wars and star wars rebels if you can find it somewhere the animated series yeah um other than that that's uh gonna do it for this week thank you guys for tuning in if you would like to give us recommendations for a TV show movie or album to listen to uh, send us a tweet at final draft or final draft pod or send us an email at final podcast at gmail.com uh, thanks for tuning in and we look forward to talking to you and drinking with you in the future Cheerios